Hi, I'm Sarah, and this is Mind Tracker. Welcome back to the show. I'm a researcher and an engineer, and my area of focus is the mind and consciousness. This show is all about the power of the mind, the power of human consciousness, and how to become our truest self and live a life that is worth living. This is an special episode because I have decided to be completely candid here and talk about something that I had been struggling with for the past week and a half and how that led me to find a solution which I'm going to share with you today. So for the past week and a half, I was in a little bit of a mayhem mentally. I couldn't understand what is happening. Nothing was really making sense to me. I thought that by this time, things would have worked out a certain way, but they didn't work out as I thought they would. And it just seems like that how I have been going about things may not be the right way of going about things. And to explain that, sometimes when I'm trying to make decisions about my life, like what to do next in my career, what to do in my dating life, what to do personally about my health. I look for answers and I try to learn from people's lives around me. I look around myself and I try to make sense of my reality. But those people and the stories I'm looking at are limited by my own perception. I may not have the data to understand what is actually happening. And so even if I decide to get inspired by somebody I think I know everything about, it may be that their story is very different than what I know. And so can I rely on what I'm observing in my reality and make decisions about my life? Because sometimes we all struggle a lot. You know, you and I can be anybody. The struggle is real trying to make sense of what the hell is happening. There is almost this this theme over on Instagram as well, where everybody's sharing their lives, but there is just a lot of a struggle right now, generally speaking. And what I've understood is that the struggle is starting from our belief that our reality is a good starting point that we can observe our reality and make sense of what is happening and make decisions based off of what we're observing. But the truth of the matter is that our reality is subject to change at any time and our perception is widely limited. I wanted to share an example. When a diver first goes for his dive, he asks everybody around him, And he collects all the information he can. He wants to know everything he's going to experience in his first dive, right? What's going to be underneath this water? (laughs) What's going to be in deep water? And he collects all the information. And just when he's comfortable and he's excited about what he's hearing, he goes for his first dive, literally and figuratively. He has made this very adventurous experience into a very predictable experience. And I think this is exactly how we approach life. We want to know everything. We want to know what life is going to be like. And if anything doesn't go as planned, if if there is a new experience 
And especially if that experience is a challenge and if it is a fork in the road, we quickly equate that unpredicted experience as something remarkably terrifying. We are terrified to experience things that we haven't envisioned for ourselves. We are terrified of seeing any challenge, any, any fork in the road, any roadblock. In the grander scheme of things, when we look back, that roadblock might just be a small stumble, you know, a little stumble on the way. But how we treat it is as if we're deeply disappointed and it has internally derailed us. And we don't know what to do. And we use this unique term. We call it being lost. I'm lost. I don't know what to do. I'm in a situation I haven't been before. I'm lost. Just because we experienced something that we hadn't envisioned for ourselves and we didn't see coming, we assume that we have failed in a way or another. And we quickly look for our own inadequacies to blame. But what we simply experience was something new. That's it. It was something that we hadn't seen before. Because somewhere, being lost means that we don't know where we are. And we don't know what we're doing. And if we don't know these two things, can we contribute to the society? Are we a contributing member of the society? If we are not contributing to the society, then what are we doing? What am I doing in my life? And am I useless? I mean, these are, these are the kind of thoughts that emerge in our mind when we think we are lost. We think we're good for nothing. If you don't think that way, you're amazing. You have a really good internal dialogue. But yeah, this is what most of people, just generally speaking, think. That being lost is, be, is just bad. Who wants to be lost, right? Everybody wants to know exactly what's happening. But we don't know what's happening. And sometimes we're led into realities we didn't envision for ourselves. And with that comes a sense of lack of control. We always want to be in control. We always want to know what we're going to see. If we don't know what we're going to see, we feel lost and we feel we're out of control. And so looking at our outside world, to understand where we are, to understand if we're doing the right thing and if this is making sense, is this the right way to go about life? Should we be looking at outside to make sense of our life? Because what we're experiencing can change at any moment and also may not give us all the information. It's possible that we look outside and we feel exhilarated or it's possible that we look outside and we feel we feel absolutely miserable. We're not happy. And nothing is making sense. Absolutely nothing. And even if we want it to make sense, it just falls short. The human brain is really fascinating. And how we work is we essentially collect all the data from our senses. The brain takes it and tries to make sense of it. 
tries to form a pattern or a connection. It's like an illusion, but we think it is true. And we rely and we base our decisions off of this illusion, but our senses are limited and so is our perception. I could very well see a couple sitting together and being absolutely happy together, chatting and smiling and think to myself that, wow, they have a wonderful life. But in actuality, they might have their own struggles that I cannot see. But because I have a limited perception, I cannot see through beyond what I'm seeing right now. I believe what I see, and that is that they're happy. This is a small example of several things, right? I can look at an actor's life and think, wow, he's doing great. I I should strive to be famous and, you know, I should just put myself out there. Only to do that and understand that that was also just my own perception. The reality is different. They have their own struggles. They are just putting the best show that they can over the internet because it's part of their job. And oftentimes this perception that we rely on it can lead us to really dark places (laughs) it can lead us to absolute confusion and it seems like we are going about it the wrong way it seems like that instead of looking outside for answers and using our limited perception and using a reality which is subject to change it is it is only what we're observing So instead of using that, how about we turn inwards and start accessing our consciousness and start asking answers and looking for solutions inwards? Will that be a better option? Will that give us better solutions? And will we be able to understand life and live life in a better way if we turn inwards? Those were the answers I had. And this episode is all about exploring that together. So I hope you enjoy it. So when I was thinking about whether I should still carry on observing reality and making my decisions based off of what I observe, which is quite limited and can be absolutely false, or should I turn inwards and focus on what, I, what my consciousness thinks about all of these things? And consciousness is what we all have. All living matter has consciousness. And it seems like science has an idea of what it is now. And we are getting to a point where we can make sense of it. And a lot of my research academically is around making sense of consciousness and understanding what it is. I personally am researching on it through the lens of quantum mechanics. Um, But I also research on it non-academically. So I really try to make sure that I get the full understanding of what it is. And, And so I am approaching it with a fair bit of ambiguity. Like I'm not 100% sure. I am learning things as I go and I'm sharing with you as I go. So... It seems like the past week and a half that had been struggling for me actually brought me to a very nice realization. When I'm talking about consciousness, I'm referring to the part of us which is connected to the unified field of the universe. And 
To explain that simply, according to physics, this universe is connected by a unified field of energy, which we can't see through our eyes, but it is very much there, just like gravity, right? We can't see gravity, but it is there. So this unified field is there, present, and it seems like our consciousness, which is connected to it, can access a lot of information from this unified field. And when I say a lot of information, to be specific, I mean inspiration, ideas, creativity, intelligence, strength, wisdom. I mean everything. And one of the things that we experience, I think everybody can attest to that to some capacity, is our intuition, our gut feeling, the sixth sense. And this has been around for a long time. When I was growing up, I heard about the sixth sense, how people say that they have a feeling that certain things are going to work out. And they actually, when they follow their sixth sense, it works out. And so people call it various things like sixth sense, gut feeling, intuition, your higher self. For simplicity in this episode, I'm just going to call it intuition. And so it seems like a lot of people experience it. But the definition that science has on intuition is kind of vague. And... I don't think it is speaking to what people experience. It seems like it's quite limited. And so I did a simple Google search and I'm going to read out the definition. One second. Okay, so right now the definition that is available is that intuition, as used by the modern mathematician, means an accumulation of attitudes, including beliefs and opinions derived from experience, both individual and cultural. Okay, that's quite wordy, but essentially what this is saying is that it is our beliefs and opinions that we have had through the time that we have been born, which have been collected in our mind, which signal us as to what the possible outcome can be. Another definition is that intuition is the way the subconscious mind communicates with the conscious mind. The information that informs that feeling, in quote, is real. It's like any other decision, but the working of it, the collection, the storage, the putting together happen outside of our conscious mind. Okay, first of all, both of these definitions are not as simplistic as they could have been. And also, and also when these definitions say that they are collected and stored outside of our conscious mind, it means that we have been observing certain things subconsciously and our intuition is simply what we observed subconsciously hinting at us when we are in a familiar situation. But is this everything? It seems like this is partially what we experience. An example would be Kevin O'Leary, who is a shark. So Kevin O'Leary, the shark in Shark Tank, I'm um, you know, if you know about him, he's a very great businessman. If you don't know about him, well, really, <laughs> but he's also, he's an absolutely wonderful, he's a shark. He's a, he's a great businessman, very intelligent and has been in business for a very long time. So Kevin O'Leary was giving this interview where he was speaking about his intuition 
And he said that he was very close to signing a deal and everything was correct on paper. Everything. It was the perfect deal. But he did not go ahead and sign it because his gut feeling or his intuition was that he should not sign the deal. It is not right for him. He had a feeling that it was not right for him. So Kevin O'Leary, who's supposed to be very logical, very calculated, makes intelligent decisions. He goes ahead and he says, I don't want to do this deal. And he does not sign the deal. And what happens is that a few months down the line, that business fails that he was going to sign a deal with. And he realized that by following his intuition, he saved himself and his business a great deal of loss. Now, this is extraordinary. And also, this is not something that Kevin would have been able to observe at all or even foresee. Now, this is different than having beliefs and collections from our subconscious mind. This is foresight. (laughs) Kevin said no to a business because his gut feeling said that this is not right for him. Four months down the line, that business fails and crashes and he realizes he saved himself from a loss. This is Kevin using his foresight and he wouldn't have known. Nobody would be able to predict this event at all. And this is just one example. But people around the world, including myself, a lot of my friends, everybody around me has used intuition and uses intuition to varying capacities where it's not explainable by just plain logic. It seems intuition, which is the language through which our consciousness speaks to us, it seems that it is beyond the understanding of our conscious mind. It's beyond our understanding with our limited perceptions, our limited logic. Just the way Kevin would not have been able to guess that this business is going to go bankrupt or is going to fail, There are several other events where people would not have known, they wouldn't have guessed what the future is going to have, but they just had a feeling and they followed their feeling. And there are several stories, somebody saving them from a car accident. There are just so many things. We use our intuition. It seems like it knows much more than our limited senses can know. So the consciousness, which is the part of the unified field, which has all the information, if that is the absolute truth, if that is the answer to a lot of our problems, then naturally there are two questions. Firstly, how can we access consciousness? And secondly, what happens when we access consciousness? And to answer this question, I started reaching out to the good old spiritual leaders who have been talking about consciousness for a while. And it seems like pretty much all my life, now I'm in my late 20s, and it seems like throughout I've been missing out when the answers were actually in my consciousness. And I've been looking outwards and trying to make sense of what my reality is, where my reality is simply what I'm observing. And it is subject to change. If I want to observe a different reality, 
I can expect to observe a different reality and that is what I will observe. So as I research on consciousness to make sense of what it is, how we can access it, and what happens when we access consciousness, there are two things that became very clear to me. First is that our subconscious mind plays a vital role in us accessing our consciousness. And the second is our consciousness may just be the solution to a lot of our problems. And I don't want to get ahead of myself. I don't want to say too many things because I haven't yet experienced and I really want to be candid and open and honest here. I'm researching on this subject. And so I am approaching this with my fair bit of doubts and my fair bit of ambiguity. And that is a part of researching to just be open and have an open mind and not to draw conclusions too early on. There are certain teachers like Wayne Dyer and Rhonda Byrne who have been talking about consciousness for a long time, who have written books and educated people on this. And when I first heard Wayne Dyer say that you are limitless, I was 24 years old. I had recently graduated from university as an engineer and my very analytical brain thought, I thought he was saying that we are, you know, that we are special and we can do whatever we want. But now I'm understanding that he was referring to the unified field, which is truly limitless. There, We are not able to quantify consciousness the way we quantify physical matter. You know, we yet so far in science, we are not able to quantify consciousness at all. We only really talk about it in terms of energy. And it is true. Energy truly is limitless. You cannot contain energy. It truly just changes its forms. And if we... And if we access our consciousness, which is a stream of this energy, stream of unified field flowing through us, the unified field which has all the answers and all the solutions, then we might be able to realize our truest potential. And so this is what I had to share. My frustration with me not being able to make sense of what is happening in my life And that leading to me realizing that I have a limited perception and the reality is subject to change and I will not be able to make sense of what's happening in my life by just looking at my reality and that I do also have intuition like everybody else and there is consciousness flowing through me. I am consciousness and I am connected to the unified field and perhaps accessing consciousness is the answer to the traps of thinking. So this is what I had to share. And this is what I'm proposing to you right now. And so if you think that I'm on the right track, or if you have any story to share about your journey to understanding how to look at life and how to understand life better, please go ahead and share in the reviews. I'm sure somebody's going to find it useful and it is also going to help the show. And I would absolutely love for you to give it a rating, give it a follow, share it with your friends if you think they might find it useful. I will be back two weeks later and I will share how to access this consciousness through our subconscious mind. It's going to be a longer episode and it's going to be a lot of fun. So tune in for that. 
And as always, it was a pleasure recording for you, and I'll see you soon. To support the show, you can head over to Patreon forward slash MindTracker. And for feedback and suggestions, you can write to me at info at MindTracker.org.